What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Today, Rob Duran and I continue with our 2021 MLB preview right here on Sports 360. All right, I know you're going to take us through the American League, and you're probably going to start out west because you want to save your Yankees for last, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. You got me there. You got okay. me. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll let you do that. You started with my Mets to get them out the way, and then you want to hold on to your Yankees until the last. I see how you roll, but that's okay. Fine. Let's go out to the West. Well, the I, got a surprise. I got a surprise for you here. I'm going to go with the Angels to take this division. <laughs> You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. Come on, Listen. man. They have to they have to make the playoffs. I think this is kind of their year to do it. Listen, the Astros are I think their question there's a lot of question marks with that team. Um their pitching is a question mark. We don't know what they're gonna get if Altuve is is what kind of player he is, because he we he, he had the case of the yips or whatever it was last year. The guy couldn't field, he couldn't hit. Uh this spring training he hasn't looked good at all either. So we'll see what that team brings offensively. Um, the Mariners, they're still years away. Rangers, same thing. They're going to be at the bottom of the division. Oakland is a team. They lost some key pieces. They lost Marcus Simeon, who I'm shocked they let him walk because he's a lead. He was a leader in their clubhouse. He kind of, he bought into that system and the way they played and all that stuff. He really took in the analytical stuff of, of what Oakland brings and improved his defense, improved all his mechanics, all this stuff. Just he bought into their system, and they kind of let him. And they let him walk, which I'm shocked about. Um, I think this is the Angels' year. I think they're going to do it. They're going to win the division. Mike Trout is going to win the MVP. I think Otani is going to be the two-way player that that everyone envisioned him to be when he came over from Japan. I think this is it. This is the year Mike Trout and the Angels finally get back into the playoffs. Okay. That's my hot take. Um, yeah, it, it is your hot take. <laughs> and look, I mean, the Angels to me are one of those teams uh, where I'm at the point right now that until they do it, I'm not going to believe it. So I'm not saying they won't. And in a way, I'm rooting for them to finally break through because like many people, I would like to see Mike Trout in the postseason to see what he can do on the big stage. He's only been there once, right? And they got knocked out real quickly. So you didn't see that much from him. So I'd like to see the Angels get into the postseason. Uh, And it'd be nice to to see Pujols in the postseason one more time. And, you know, you got Rendon there and and, and so forth. But until they get there, you know, it's a hard sell for me. Um, But I do think... To me, the more the most interesting team out west is Houston, because as you alluded to, you know Altuve still having problems. Um, you know Bregman, Carlos Correa. You know Carlos Correa played well in the postseason. Springer, you know, played well in the postseason, but he's now gone, and I still think the jury is out on whether the Astros were legit 
Yeah. Or if it was sign stealing that helped them be the juggernaut that they were when they were making their runs, you know, two, three years in a row running, right? And that to me is intriguing because now we're going to have some fans in the stands. So there might be some people who they didn't get their chance last year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to to let the Astros hear it. Uh, but we might see some of that. But I think more than just the fans letting them hear it, um, I really wonder if if um if these guys are going to be able to to rebound and and show that they, you know, that it wasn't just about sign stealing, that they really are among the best hitters in baseball. Uh, so I think that's going to be interesting. Um, and you mentioned the A's. And, yeah, uh, Simeon is gone. And even though he's not a Simeon, but Elvis Andrews is there now. And he's yeah. a pretty good shortstop. So I, I don't like know him. how much of a drop-off there'll be. I, I, I think Simeon is better. But Elvis Andrews is a nice addition uh, to try to plug that hole. But, um, yeah, you went out on a limb on this one. Uh, I thought maybe you were going to say <laughs> Oakland, but um, you 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 went out on a on on a limb in calling for the Angels to make the postseason. Do you see the A's um, getting the wild card, or you just see the division winner being the only one in that division to qualify for the postseason? Ooh, that's tough. I could see another team out west. Yeah, maybe Oakland taking one of the wild card spots. I could see that because they're still a really good team. Um, they have some boppers. Matt Olson is one of first baseman. That dude has some serious power, and I think he's improved um, all his other numbers because he's he's one of those home run or strikeout kind of guys. But he gets on base at a high clip, and he hits for a pretty high average. And I know people don't like talking about batting average anymore, but he hit for, for a pretty high batting average this spring, where last year he was like in the 190s, I believe. So he's really focused in on that part of his game. And I think that's going to improve. I wouldn't shock me he gets MVP votes with the kind of season I'm hoping he has. Plus, he's on my fantasy team, so I'm really hoping for that too. (laughs) Right, right. But, you know, I think Oakland has some good bats. Obviously, Chapman out there at third. Um, So we'll see. Maybe they can take one of the wild card spots. I mean, honestly, it wouldn't shock me if they won the division, but I'm going with the Angels. I'm going all in. Okay. Look, I wrote that one down. I wrote that one down because that that's the one that that is the eye opener. All right, let's see if you're on the roll. Let's go to the American League Central. You have any surprises for us out there? No, I don't think so. The White Sox, I think, are are the team to beat in that division. Even though the Twins, and I mentioned this a few shows ago, now defensively the Twins were one of the best teams in all of baseball last year, and they got better. So that that's that makes a big difference. We're talking about that with one of the teams um, in the National League, where the defense with Milwaukee, with the defense making the difference for the pitching and all that stuff. And I think the Twins are going to be a very solid team. I think they're going to continue to, you know, make a run. But I think the White Sox, the way they've improved their pitching, their rotation with Giolito and, and Lance Lynn in there now, who I think is another one of those guys that not many people talk about. But he's a really good piece. Even dating back to his days in St. Louis, was a really good pitcher when he first came up. Um, he had a few hiccups along the way, but he's kind of solidified himself again as a as a 
number two or even number three pitcher. I think the White Sox, man, offensively, they're they're a juggernaut. They may be, if not the best, the second best team in the entire league, in the American League, period. So I think the White Sox take that division with the Twins coming in second. You know, um, I, I think with Tony La Russa, you know, at the helm of the White Sox, that's going to be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously Tony La Russa has won. Um, you know, he's been one of the best managers in the history of the game. Uh, but he is a bit older. And and, and when they yeah. made that hire, it made me scratch my head because you know, LaRusa is like an old school guy who doesn't seem to really trust younger players. And he has one of the younger teams yeah. in, 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 in baseball, at least in terms of the position players. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think he's, he's, he's skilled enough as a manager to make the adjustments and he can only help those younger players develop and become winning ball players because it's one thing to have talent; it's another thing to know how to win. Yeah, and I believe he can help teach that club how to win. I do think Jimenez going down, right? Oh, um, that's a big loss. Yeah, what was a big was a big blow. But they have so much offensive firepower that you think they should be able to withstand that. But if they had him, they probably it probably wouldn't even be close out there. Um, because, you know, they, they brought in Hendricks to, you know, to show up their bullpen, you know, the, as a closer and everything else. Yeah. So they seem to be just really, really solid. But um, I would like to have seen what they could do with a healthy Jimenez and, you know, see them playing every day with all that firepower and, as you said, the pitching that they have. Um, I, I, I do think they'll win that division. Um, but Minnesota... I think, you know, may give them a little bit of a run for their money. But in the end, I think Chicago will take that division pretty handily. Yeah. And I think Cleveland, they have some decent pitching still. Obviously, with Bieber, um, they have some good pitching. But I don't think they have enough to keep up with with the Twins and White Sox. So I I see them finishing at third. I know they'll probably surprise, have a, a, a hot run here or there. But I don't think they have enough to kind of, you know, move up to that upper echelon of that division. Neither do I. Okay, so last but not least, we go to the AL East, and this is where the surprise is coming because you're picking the AL East, the Baltimore Orioles, right? By 10 games. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'll tell you, though, the Orioles, they're an interesting bunch. Because I got a good look at them last year, and they, you know, it was a pretty much of a wash of a season for them. But they have some good young pieces. Obviously, not enough to do anything this year, but they got some good young pieces. So I'm excited to see what how they progress, and just the nerd side of me just wants to see that stuff. Um, but they're gonna they're in for a last place finish this year. I was about to say, well, you you're just being overly <laughs> diplomatic. The Orioles are going to stink, okay? That's a legal term. That's a baseball term. That's a scientific term, okay? They are going to stink. So we can just stop with all that. 
<laughs> but for that division, um, I have to go with the Yankees. I don't think there's another team when healthy that can compete with the Yankees in that division. Um, I said the White Sox might be the number one or two team in that entire league, in the American League, uh, with the Yankees being one of that other team, one of those other teams. And listen, man, their pitching has, if healthy, improved over last year. And that's even without Severino for half the season this year. Um, but I think Kluber is a guy, he looked pretty good for most of the spring. There were some innings where he would lose command and stuff like that. But for the most part, he looked good. Um, I like Jordan Montgomery, who's a guy who doesn't get enough credit for being just – he's not a fire thrower. He's not going to throw, you know, 97, 98, 99. But he knows how to pitch. And he reminds me a lot of, like, Andy Pettit type. Not that he's as good as Pettit, but to his style. You know, he's a lefty also. He just knows how to pitch. And I love seeing him pitch. And um, that rest of the rest of the rotation, you know, it's, it's question marks because it's a few guys coming back from injury and you're hoping for the best. But I think that if healthy, there is no team that can come close to them in that division. Um, the Rays lost um, their best bullpen arm, I think, in my opinion, their best bullpen arm. He's gone for the season. Um, the Blue Jays, they've improved a lot this year. I, I can see them finishing second in that division. It wouldn't shock me, especially because the Rays, I think, lost too much pitching this year. But the Yankees, it's the Yankees division to lose. And I think even not at 100%, they're still the best team in that division. I mean, the one thing that impresses me about the Yankees, and, and this sort of goes to the comment I made about LaRusa and the White Sox, and perhaps LaRusa helping them learn how to win, is that the Yankees know how to win. Yeah. And and that I believe I believe sets them apart. But you know, I I don't know if last year was a fluke where, you know, they had so many injuries. But it seemed like every year every year you, you can count on Stanton missing chunks of time. You know, and you know, you have some other players that seem to be banged up, whether it's Hicks or other players. And and so I think they need to be healthy overall. And they seem to have had a challenge with with staying healthy over the past couple of years. But I do think, I wonder about their starting rotation. You mentioned Kluber, but to me, there's a question over him, or over his head. And I think same thing with Jameson Ayon, right? I think there's a question mark over his head, only because they're coming back, right? And so yeah. we have to see what they have. Um, and certainly, if these if these guys pitch to expectation or past performance, then the Yankees will have caught lightning in the bottle twice. But we have to wait and see what happens. But what do you think about um, Britain and his elbow? Are you concerned about that? Yeah, when it comes to, to stuff like that, you I think you always have to be concerned. And I, and they're saying he'll be back, you know, in a few months and stuff like that. But I think you always have to be concerned with how they come back and kind of building up. And, and Britain was one of those guys, man. One of probably the best reliever the Yankees have, to be honest. You know, he was a closer with Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the best reliever they have, the most consistent reliever yep. they have. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a huge, huge loss. And they're going to miss him. 
you know, because they, they're going to have to try to replace him and kind of plug guys in. And, and the other lefty they got, Wilson, Justin Wilson, he's down and he's going to start the season on the injured list. So um, they're going to have to plug and play a little bit with the bullpen the first few, probably the first month or two of the season. But I, I'm keeping a close eye on how Britton comes back because it's not a matter of if he comes back, it's how he comes back because that sinker has to work in order for him to continue to be the effective pitcher he is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so I, I think that's going to be interesting, but I do think the Yankees are a bit better than Tampa. I think Tampa lost a lot. You know, I think yeah. with with Morton and with Snell being gone, um, Nick Anderson being hurt, right, I think that's, you know, um, going to be a challenge for them. But Tampa yet seems to always find a way to win, though. So yeah, you, you can't count them out. <laughs> and you know, um, last last postseason, you know, Randy Arozarena. I mean, he was he had ten home runs, and yeah. you know, it was only like what fifteen, twenty, twenty some odd games. So you know what that means? That means this year he's <laughs> going to hit eighty three home runs, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> baseball is just that easy of a game he's going to hit 83 home runs because he's just going to continue doing what he did in the postseason yeah right. oh man you gotta right. love it huh yeah i mean look that you know the pitchers are going to you know they'll figure that 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 young man yeah out. you know he had a great yeah. postseason but you know let's 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 calm down okay on randy or rosarena yeah, and we'll see a lot of that. You know, a lot of guys who were really hot last year and on fire and doing all this, we got to remember the 60-game season. Normally after the 60 games is when, quote-unquote, you separate the boys from the men kind of thing, and you see who are the real contenders, who, you know, is just going to kind of linger around but not make it. So we'll see that once the season starts picking up and we get into the, you know, 60, 70, 75 games and go on from there. So we'll see. All right, so just to recap, so your division winners starting in the National League are the Braves in the East, the Cardinals in the Central, the Dodgers out West. And who are your wild cards in the National League? Oh, wild cards. Let's see. Um, Man, I'm going to go with the Mets on that first wild card spot and then the Padres. About to say, why are you making it so hard? I mean, because <laughs> there's nobody coming out of the center. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of maybe someone else surprised, but nah. Okay, all right. And so let's go in the American League. You have the Yankees in the East. You have the Chicago White Sox in the Central, and the surprise pick is the Angels in the West. That that's really a, a that's a, that's a daring <laughs> pick right there, and who do you have as the wild cards in the AL? I'm gonna go with Minnesota. Ooh, this is a tough one. Um. Ooh, you see, they're Oakland. I'm leaning towards Oakland, but I think a team like. The Blue Jays are interesting. I'm going to go with Oakland, 
You know what? I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. I'm going to go all in on surprises in the American League. Wow. I'm so going to go with the you, Blue Jays. You really dismissing Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> you really yeah. dismissing Tampa. Wow. I don't know if they have enough this year. I think they, they just lost too much pitching. And offensively, they weren't. I know, you know, we talked about Randy Rosarena. Offensively, they weren't really. No. Jump off mm-hmm. the page kind of team. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Um, look, they were they were pitching. They were defense, right? Yeah. Um, and they weren't they they weren't big boppers, but you know they knew how to win. Um, but yeah, okay. So yeah, so you have two surprises to me out there in, in the AL, and that is going with the Angels to win the the AL West, and then just leaving Tampa, you know. As you know, on the outside looking in, in terms of the postseason. So, okay. And I'll give well, you one. I'll give you a really small hot take. Yes. It wouldn't surprise me if Tampa finished fourth in that division and the Red Sox finished third. Okay. All right. Well, um, and, and <laughs> I think the Red Sox are going to be, and I hate to, I hate, I hate to say this. I think they're going to be better than people think. You know what? I, I think if we stayed on this podcast uh, any longer, you'd probably have Tampa. You know how they do in the soccer and in, in, in international soccer when you if if you play poorly, you like fall down to another league, right? You can't even stay in the league anymore. <laughs> you have Tampa just they won't even be in the American League anymore. They're gonna yeah. use this as bulletin board material. Yeah, they are because I mean I can't believe you're taking one of the better teams over the last three years, and Man. now you're saying they're going to finish fourth in, in in the AL East. It wouldn't surprise me. Okay, all right. I'm writing this down, but I don't write it down in pen or in ink. I'm just writing it down in my mind. So <laughs> I, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right, but in any event, you know, look, the season is starting. And a lot of excitement, I believe, because now we're going to have a full season, no 60 games and anything like that. And so um, it it should really be uh, it should really be exciting. Uh, A couple of things before we go. Um, First, last week in the NBA, uh, we had an all female TV broadcast. Uh, it was yep. Toronto. I forget who they were playing. The Raptors were playing. I forget who it was, but um, they had the first all-female um, broadcast in NBA history. And in fact, supposed to have another one tonight when the Warriors, when, and this is Monday, March 29th, when the Warriors are playing the Bulls. What do you think about that? I think it's great, man. Um, I think, you know, when I when I think about female broadcasters, I think about how far the game has come because like I think I said a few weeks ago, sports has always been like a man's thing, quote unquote. Um, so to see these females coming out and, and doing this, this is amazing. This is great for the game. Um, you know, just me thinking over the past year, few years, I think of a name like Doris Burke, who I think is one of the best broadcasters, period, not female broadcasters, like just one of the best analysts of basketball in general. I think she's phenomenal when she calls games. I think she knows her stuff, man. Um, I think about like Candace Parker on, I believe it was on TNT. 
with Shaq in them. She she schools Shaq all the time, but she knows the game of basketball in and out like insane. So I think that's awesome. And I think over the past year, we kind of saw more of uh, she works for ESPN, Malika Andrews, who covered most of everything going on in the bubble and the playoffs. She did a phenomenal job as well. So it just kind of shows how far this the NBA has come as far as, you know, having women in these great positions and just allowing them to showcase their talent and their knowledge of the game of basketball. I think it's awesome, and I hope to see more of it. I hear you, man. Um, I hear you. And and here's the thing, though. I I... I... I won't see it in my lifetime, I don't think. But when things like this stop being news, yeah. um, because, exactly. you know, because that that will be where we know we're at a point where things are where they should be, right? Where it's just about merit. It's just about talent. It's just about fairness, right? Yeah. But the reason why this is a story is because, unfortunately, it hasn't been about that. As you just said, it's, it's about, you know, male-dominated industry, you know, on the field at first and, and then, you know, in the front office, in the broadcast booth. And all those barriers are slowly being taken down. And it's going to take time before things like this stop being a story. But that's what I'm looking toward, you know, that day when we have to we, we don't have to point this out anymore. But until we get there, I'm with you. Um, it's really great to see. And, and I love what you just did as you went through Doris Burke and Malika Andrews and Candace Parker. And I just want to pause for a second on Candace Parker, because I could not agree with you any more. Candace Parker is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, she's just phenomenal. And if and, and if if. If folk haven't caught her on 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 TNT, uh, uh, you know when she's on with 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 Shaq and usually it's D Wade or Chris Webber or and, and, or whoever else, but you 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 hit it. She knows the game, and here's the thing: she's not the only one, right? And yep, so, exactly. but to see her doing that is just been it's just been fantastic, and so. Uh, I totally agree with you. Now, for those people who think we don't know hockey, Rob, right? That's right. Last year, last <laughs> March, hockey had an all-female uh, broadcast team as well. So that one right there is for Phil Bradley, that we letting <laughs> him know when we're talking hockey on this joint. And why don't we do this? Why, why, why don't we make it a daily double and talk double hockey did you see the story rob of the referee tim peel getting fired because he he was caught on a hot mic saying he wanted to call a penalty against um i forget which team it was um nashville i think i think it was i'm not sure but he wanted to call a penalty against them they were playing the red wings and it was almost as if he wanted to make up for an earlier call. He didn't know he was on a on a on a hot mic. It was a rink mic, so it just happened to catch him. He's like, "Yeah, I wanted to call that one," <laughs> 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 and and he got caught and he got fired. 
Come on, man. What? Tell me your thoughts about that one. First of all, hockey finally makes it on the show, and it's because they're full of controversy. There you, you go. See that? There you go. <laughs> but man, um, my thoughts on this are, are: I'll tell you this: stuff like that happens in sports more often than fans think. This probably happens in every single game you've ever watched, and we just don't know it. You know, we could see it in the body language of the umpires, for example, if they miss a strike call or, or, or something, whatever it is. They kind of give that body language back to the player and say, I got you. Next time, if it's a close call, I'll, you know, it'll go your way. And in the NBA, we probably see it with foul calls and this and this and this and that. But it's a bad look for the NHL, obviously. You don't want to hear it, I guess. But it, it's something that goes on in every single game we've ever watched probably multiple times per game. So I think it's um, it became a story because it was on a hot mic and it was heard. But I think had he not said anything and it just, you know, called a penalty here and there, it'd be a non-story and it wouldn't end up on Sports 360 with us right now. So <laughs> Yeah, no, but Rob, you're absolutely right. Listen, Tim Peel simply said out loud what a lot of referees and officials do all the time. Yeah, they, they they do makeup calls. They they do it all the time, and we know that. Those of us who watch sports know it. The broadcasters know it. The players know it. Everybody knows it. Yeah. And so for him to get fired, he got fired because he said out loud that which was supposed to stay quiet. You know. Um, but I, you know, last week, and this is not even talking about you know, this Tim Peel thing, but Brian Scalabrini was telling a story and Brian Scalabrini had a long NBA career, but he was a bench player. Right. Yeah. And he was with the Nets. He was telling a story. He was with the Nets at a time when Kenyon Martin was one of the better players in the NBA at the time. And Kenyon Martin was on the Nets and you know, Kenyon Martin, Kenyon Martin was one of the more physical players in the NBA. And yeah. so he said he's, you know, Scalabrini said he was on the bench and Kenyon Martin's out there whacking people, you know what I mean? Doing Kenyon Martin things and, you know, no calls are being made on him. And Scalabrini comes in the game and he says veteran official Joey Crawford was like whistling him for like little ticky tack files. And he said he started to complain and Crawford said, well, I can't call him on Kenyon, so I'm calling them on you. <laughs> right so and and who doesn't understand that who doesn't understand that the referee is going to call some fouls on the bench player that he's yeah. not going to call on the star player because he knows that the television uh, audience that that the crowd that that the nba wants the stars to be in the game who doesn't understand that Right? Yeah. Now, if Joey Crawford would have been caught on a hot mic saying that, maybe he would have gotten fired. I don't know. But I believe that everyone who watches NBA basketball appreciates that Joey Crawford makes a distinction between the stars of the world and, you know, the, the last guy on the bench. Is that fair? Yeah. Is that right? I don't know. But that's the way <laughs> it should be. You know yeah. Yeah, because if they call those fouls on, on LeBron and he has, you know, four fouls by the third quarter, five fouls, whatever it is, we're going to hear a lot of complaints. Broadcasters are going to complain right sure. on site. 
No doubt. Somebody may get a call from Adam Silver saying, no listen, doubt. you need to stop calling That's uh, these right. calls from LeBron. That's right. That's why I, I, I think about this this controversy with Peel and they fired him. It's like, yeah, this is this is a politically correct, you know, public, you know, facing type of a move that we have yeah. to, you know, show that we are concerned with the integrity of the game. And I get it. It's the right message and all the rest of that. But if we can just come down a little bit, okay, and we can just put it where the goats can get it, what we would say is, you know what? This happens all the time. It yep. happens all the time. But it does. Listen, so, man, even in my even in my in my softball league where I play in the summers, the umpire there, no word of a lie, he got a call wrong. It was on video. Like we were recording, we happened to be recording this play. You clearly saw that our player was safe at first. The ball hadn't even got there. He literally turned to us in the middle of the game and said, the next close play, I got you guys. The other team didn't – we're in the middle of the game. The other team didn't protest because they knew it. It's, it's just – it is what it is. And even they said, they're like, yo, man, you know, he was safe, but just give him the next <laughs> So it's, right. it's part of the game, you know. It, like, you right. know it's going to happen, so why, you know, let's not make yeah. a big deal of it. Yeah. But, you know, but there you go. But here we have – we had two – Two takes on hockey tonight. So, yeah, I, I wish wanna... I had a. I wish I had a sound machine right now to go off with the horns and all that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> don't act like I don't know hockey. I know the chant. <laughs> Let's go Rangers. I know that. <laughs> Tell me, I don't know hockey. <laughs> man. Anyway, man, listen. Uh, good talking with you. Um, you know, give us a good recap uh, or, or a good preview on on the coming MLB season. Going to be interesting. I'm especially watching two things in the American League. I'm watching the A's, and I'm going to be watching Tampa. Those are going to be some interesting storylines as far as I'm concerned because your reputation is on the line on those <laughs> right <laughs> So <laughs> you better watch out. Man, I may have to start picking up more NBA and retire from baseball after this there season. You we'll go. See. We'll there see. you go. Well, look, man, it was great talking with you and we're going to come back again next week and we'll come back with uh, another scintillating episode of Sports 360.